In the beginning, the Word was with God. That Word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That Word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His Word and grow towards His light. Yes, last week we looked at, and just a quick summary over the last week's message. Part of the things that we looked at was righteousness as a marker of growth. And we said that we cannot look at that. We can't look, start looking at the markers of growth using righteousness. We can't start looking at righteousness without looking at the law. About the law, we wanted to know a little bit more, to spend a little time to talk about the law. And the law, part of the things we looked at is that we saw that there, there are different kinds of laws that were created at the time of creation. That it is not just the things that God, it's not just the things that we see that God created at the time of creation. We saw that God created other things, like the laws of gravity, like the laws of, like the laws of success, like the laws of seed time and harvest, like the laws of, of, um, day, day and night. Those are not written anywhere, but they're there, right? There are laws that have, are there that have, were created. And then those are, one of the things we also looked at was that, that every law that is binding on anything, anything that is binding on anything depends on the manufacturer um, or the creator. And that is why we also saw that it is possible that birds can fly, but humans cannot. Both were created by the same creator, but the laws of gravity do not apply to birds as much as they apply to human beings. So in essence, each and every person, each and every creation has laws guiding it that are binding to that creation. That we also looked at the fact that you know there are there are some benefit to the laws that we got that have been created that were created by God. We saw that law helps you know maintain order. Order is a situation where you know things are in order because of law, where it is you know do not do you know do not go and don't, don't barge into anybody's house and take their property. That is order. You know. Where there is no law, where that, that is, it is because the, those laws exist, you know, it's not that people cannot flaunt them, but it creates order. Because you know, everybody knows the law, everybody tries to follow that law. The moment people say, okay, the moment the government says, okay, there's a new law that comes in, the intention is that they expect, there's an expectation for everybody to also follow that law. And law also protects our rights. Law protects our rights so that, you know, I cannot come and slap you. Because there's a thing about slapping going on now in Nigeria. I can't come and slap you in, some, in this part of the, the, the world without consequences. I can't come and run my mouth without consequences. I can't say, I will kill you without consequences. Because it is... It is a law, right? So you have to know what the law is. We also found out that laws help to 
you know, apart from protect our rights, it helps us to protect, you know, to, to maintain order in the society. Order in, you know, maintain order, maintain the, the ability for us to choose, the ability for us to know what, what is expected in society. So, for example, if, you know, we look at the example when somebody, you know, somebody spits in society, you just spit, you're not pregnant or anything, you're just going around spitting and you just see somebody spit. You just go around spitting and spitting and spitting and spitting. The law here says they are, you know, it is not right. So they are written and they are unwritten laws. You will tell the person, oh, that's gross, right? He says, yes, I have a freedom. I have the freedom of expression. Therefore, I will walk naked. They will quickly come to your aid, Right? They will rescue you from yourself. Especially if they believe that you are going to... Especially if they believe that you are, go, you are a danger to yourself. They will want to observe you and make sure that, you know... So it's not a normal thing for people to go around. You know, by the time you start seeing people talking to themselves here, it is almost okay. By the time they start, you know, they start with their top... You say, okay, 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 it's hot. And if they proceed to any other thing, they will, they will come and say, sorry, sorry, sorry. We believe that you need help. Okay, so we found out that any creation, well, we didn't mention this, but it was implied. Any creation that doesn't function according to the laws that were that were, that were provided by the manufacturer or its creator is, de- is determined as defective. For example, any microphone that does not work, regardless of whether it is gold-plated, if it is not working, if it is not a microphone first, it is, if it was not doing what... If the manufacturer said, okay, this is not meant to be a microphone, it's just meant to be something that we put, you know, on a... I, I, I studied with diamonds. I put it here and I say, oh, the microphone, does it work? You say, you say, no, no. It can be decoration, but as a microphone, it is defective. In essence, what that means is that any law that, when we do not obey God's law or we do not follow, when we try to go outside the law of the, you know, all the law of our creator, we become defective. We become defective. It says, and here we also saw that the that um, there's a difference between written and unwritten law. That the difference between them is because a written law you can there's a chance that they, you might be your your offense might be overlooked. Please don't go anywhere. There's a chance that the, your offense might be overlooked, but when a law has been created, there is the chance of punishment. There's a chance of a fine, or there's a chance of reprimand, or a chance of your freedom being taken away. So, it says here that, um, we also found out that, that, that the area, the, the, there's a, the, 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 when temptations come, the first thing that happens, because the devil has not changed his strategy, is that they will first ask, what do you know about the law? Is it that God told you not to... You know, yes, I know that God said we should not 
this. But why is it in the Bible? Show me in the Bible. Those are the laws, right? So he will ask you, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? And that is why it is important that we actually know the law. We actually know what rules and regulations apply to this life, right? He says here, when we saw anything that we don't see the, you know, when we saw something that we don't want the result, we found out that what we're asking for is mercy, right? And we found out that as long as the earth remains, it is a law of God, whatever you do, you will reap. Whether you sow sin, you will reap corruption and death. Whether you sow happiness, you will reap happiness. So in other words, when I want watermelon, what do I plant? When I want potato, what do I plant? So if you want something in your life, you want happiness, you want joy, you do not go about sowing seeds of sorrow. Please do not go about sowing seeds of unhappiness. Please do not go about, if you say, look, look, you are, you are, you are laughing at people. Don't be, you know, it's a law of God that people will laugh at you. Whether you are a Christian or <laughs> If that is what God has said, you will reap. If God does not show you mercy by his law, it will happen. I... Unless God tells you to jump out of the window, if you jump out of the window, you will come to the ground. If God authorizes you to do something, if God authorizes you to do something, if God authorizes you, not that you believe or you think, the the challenge has always been, what has God authorized you to do? God has authorized birds to fly. God has not authorized man to fly. If man attempts to fly, he will quickly find out how unsoft the ground is. And we can go, we can, we've seen that certain laws can be, can be not broken. Certain laws, you can go above certain laws. Well, we didn't discuss about that last week. But you can actually transcend certain laws, right? You can, you can, I can transcend certain laws. But if you have to transcend laws that you do, that do not, um, that you are not authorized to transcend, it will cost you. It will be very costly. I know we didn't talk about this last week, but it's also one of the things. For example, man says, I can fly to... But do you know how much it costs to keep an airplane in the sky? Man says, I can fly. If there's no petrol, that plane is not going anywhere. If you say, oh, no, no, we can build one on solar. And we will go on solar. By the time, there's a limit to where you can go. If you try and break the rules or the regulations of God, there are consequences. When you are not authorized to do something and you say, I want, I'm going to do it anyway. It's, going to, it's very costly to maintain. The amount of money that is used to do uh, gender changes is a lot. It's a lot. 
and even to keep it going is a lot. It is a lot. It is costly. That does not anything that you decide that any law of God that you decide that you want to or you are going to not conform to, it is costly. We saw that we started looking at the, uh, the, the grand redemption plan that God had, which was number one, man sinned in the beginning. Number two, that the fact that because there was no unwritten law, even though there was no unwritten law, even though death reigned, sin entered into the world by one man. We didn't have the scriptures for this last week, so I, I found this out. This is Romans 5, 12 to 14. So if we can, we can quickly go to Romans 5, 12 to 14. Before we get into today's message, there's a lot we need to cover. Romans 5, 12 to 14. I don't want to threaten you, but until the law, sin was in the world. Not imputed when there was no law. In other words, even though we were all in sin, God could not impute it on us. That was the first thing. That, that was the second thing in the plan of man's world. So, nevertheless... Adam to Moses, who can tell me why it was to Moses and not after? The law came in Moses' time. Ten commandments were given in Moses' time. So before, even though there was no sin, I mean, there was no, there was, you know, there was no law, God could not say, look, you are, you know, you are, you are, you are, you are, you have sinned. But, and that's why God introduced the law. To say, yes. Okay, so number, is that the end now? That's the end of 14. Okay, sorry, continue. Even, even over them that had not sinned. Thank you, continue. The similitude of Adam's transgression. transgression. Yeah. It was a figure, there was a, that was where, that's where, you know, you, when you start hearing first Adam, second Adam. So you see that in, in sin was there. Every, God, everybody, God was looking at people and it was like, there was sin. So how can I get, how can I make this happen? Who knows why God could not just say, you are forgiven, that's it. Jesus doesn't need to come. Who knows why? God is a God of order and law, yes. A greater law must. You are a lawyer, so I expect you to know. So, thank you. But yes, yes. Okay. So, God could not have talked to to tell man, "You are forgiven. I forgive you," just like that. No. Why? Because it was he would have been. He is bound by the laws that he made. Say, man, I forgive you, just like that. It would have been unjust. It would have been unrighteous. He would not have been God. So he is bound by his word. By his own word. That's why he, he, something had to happen. He had to introduce 
laws to cover laws to cover laws to make sure. Look, I'm all I want is to get these people saved because they did just by quote unquote one fruit in the garden. Look at all the trouble that you put God through. He said, "Okay, I'm going to make sure this is going to happen." So he says. Then the next one was that God put put then put a law or put laws that said. The soul that sins will die. Exodus 25. Exodus 25. Somebody open to Exodus 25. Another person open to Ezekiel 18, 20 to 24. Unto the third and fourth generation. Ezekiel 18, 20 to 24. So, you see, this is the law. This Exodus 20 is where they gave... The Ten Commandments. So this was the first commandment. <laughs> Automatically, he said, these laws will be transferred from generation to generation to generation. In essence, everybody, whether you say you did it or you didn't do it, you didn't, whether you say you didn't did it. I did, it's, I, did you do it? I didn't did it. It's a, it's a joke. That's what we used to... Know who the the, the uh, what is it called? First year students were in high school. Hey, ice. Yes, now we will call when we see new students coming in. We just say, no, no. We will just say, um, you stole. You say I didn't stole, <laughs> or oh, you did it. No, I didn't did it. <laughs> so those are some of the. Some of the things that we used to, used to it, it's lost in translation. Don't ask any questions, please. Okay, so it's Ezekiel 20, 18, 20 to 24. Please, somebody. Person who sins is the one who will die. Yes, continue. This was to come. Yes, continue. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. But, 24, I think. Our past sins we've forgotten. Okay. Of course not. So, by do, doing one, you offend in all. Happen. If you sin on the 31st, all from January 1st, <laughs> From the previous, all the good you have done from then, gone. Right? So, those were some of the things. And that was why sin could not be removed. I don't know if we are going to finish today. Anyway, let's continue. Um, then we looked at, then, then we saw that the purpose of the law was to make sure that everyone was condemned under the law. The scripture for this was Romans 3, 20, 19 to 20. Romans 3, 19 to 20. Please, somebody. Every mouth may be what? What does it say in your translation? Excuses. What does it say in anybody, any other translation? I'm okay, then what does it say here? It's the same thing. Romans 3, 19 and 20. It's like, you, it's like when one person reads, everybody just stops opening their Bible. What's going on? Mouth will be... In other words, you are inexcusable. Make sure, sorry, keep quiet. You have sinned. You have sinned. Keep quiet. 
That is why the law was given. So that everybody will not have an excuse. You have seen? Yes. Understand? That's why Jesus Christ... Uh, sorry, this, that, was the, that was the reason... That was how God could put everybody under that law. And then he now does something. He, said, he now introduces another law that says, without the shedding of blood. Hebrews 9.22. Hebrews 9.22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. There's no amount of motivational talk that will cleanse sin. There's no amount of feel-good substances that cleanse sin. There's no amount of... There's no amount of... Uh, you are begging that cleanse sin. Okay? Okay, so in the, in, the, in the 10 minutes we have left, we want to... In, 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 we want to now talk about righteousness. We now want to talk about righteousness. And the text that we have to discuss, we are talking about unrighteousness today, is 2 Corinthians 5, 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. He says, he who knew no sin, King James Version, he had made who? Jesus to be seen for us. Why? He who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness. Amplified. We become the righteousness of God. That's the explanation. That we may be made the righteous. Tell yourself, I tell somebody, I am the righteousness of God. Do you? That I am the righteousness of God. You are not telling somebody. Tell your sister. Do you know that I am the righteousness of God? No, I didn't say. You are, you are, that's not what I asked you. You are the righteousness of God. So what is righteousness? So what is righteousness? Right standing, what does that mean? Ochuko, what does right standing mean? They, they are saying that it's right standing. What does right standing mean? See? So you are a right hand man. Is right standing with God. Please break it down. Sorry, sir. Yes, sir. A good relationship. Continue. Please go ahead. <laughs> Ability to come unashamed, to come boldly. See, listen to this. This is the, it is that, it is that righteousness. Righteousness is the ability to come freely, to come without shame, without worry, without guilt. To say that I have, I have come freely to God's presence. To come to God's presence. And to say, I approach. 
Daddy, I have come. Enter into the inner room, his bedroom. Dead daddy, I have come. That is righteousness. So, but then, if that is righteousness, can you grow? Can you grow in righteousness? Listen to my question. Can you grow in righteousness? But we're agreed, it should change you, but we're talking righteousness. Can you grow in righteousness? Be righteous for your heavenly father is righteous. Can you grow in righteousness? So why are we discussing it as a marker of growth? God is greater than your conscience. And if your conscience judges you wrong, who is God to judge you right? So why are we talking about righteousness? So how do we know that we have grown when we are, that say, okay, the fact that we have grown means that we are now righteous. Is that what we are saying? Why do we need the assurance of righteousness? Because we need it to be able to approach God. In other words, and I keep, and this is where I, I keep saying, I've said this to my uh, boys before. There is nothing. There is nothing that you can do to separate you from God's love. You cannot do more. You cannot do less. Because it is not by your own righteousness. It is because of the sacrifice of Jesus. That you can come into God's presence. So, you are saying, well, 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 I can do whatever I like. It's not true. Oh, if you see people that say, I'm not a Christian, they're not Christians, it doesn't matter. It's a lie. The Bible says that God is angry with the sinner every day. Have you read it in your Bible before? Psalm 7-11, I think. Yeah, 7-11. I think that's what that. Are you opening it? Okay, open it and read it when you find it. There's nothing... Every day. So the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. Righteousness is as filthy rags. So, is it possible for sin and still be righteous? There is a difference between he who has sinned and a sinner. And you are very right, man. It is the attitude. Or consciousness to sin, enjoy it, and continue. You have become a sinner. Example, you fell into sin. And you pray, God forgive me, and God forgives you. And you start. You can come again. You can come boldly to receive grace and mercy. 
If your heart is saying you are enjoying sin, you can come boldly to ask for grace to say, God, this thing I am doing, it is bad. Give me grace. Empower me to stop it. But I can assure you, it is impossible. It is impossible without Jesus to enter into the kingdom of God. There are many ways of oh God cannot be. God not, now imagine, because Eve ate just one fruit. It's not an apple, by the way. But because he, look at all the trouble God went through. We have access to him again. Just to make sure that we can come boldly again. Without righteousness, there is sin consciousness. There is, without righteousness, what happens is that there is sin consciousness. There is condemnation without righteousness. The devil will come to you. Ah, you want to pray. Ah, look at you. Is it not you that just finished? Is it not you that said? Is it not you that did? That is how you learn to grow. Because you have to know these things. You have to know that the throne of grace is open to you 24-7. You have to know that video that you were, were talking about. The person, the man never knew. And it was based on the, his discovery that, look, there's a, there is a, there's an avenue for this to happen to you. He said, ah, the devil said, if he knows, I would have lost him. Let's take him. Without righteousness, there is shame. Shame, for example, the shame is Eve, Adam and Eve, Genesis 3.10. As we heard you were coming, and when we went to hide, we were ashamed. If you are feeling ashamed when you are in God's presence, it means that you have not learned about righteousness. Without, without righteousness, there's the creation of other methods to find righteousness. For example, penance. For example, purgatory. Go somewhere to, to suffer so that you can. It's, it's something people believe. I, I was born and raised a Catholic. It's something my, my siblings still believe. To, to, to finish their punishment so that they can continue and cross over. There's fasting. And they will say, there are people that say, if there is no devil, there is no sin. Oh, yes. Because it's the devil, it's because there's, it's the, if there's no God, therefore there's no right or wrong. If there's no God, there's no devil. There's no devil, there's no sin. There's no sin, there's no, you can do whatever you like. There are no consequences for what you have to do. Do whatever you like. That is the religions. That is where you get the feel-good substance binge. Forget about just just stay stay in this state excess because you don't believe you are worth it. 
there's pain, there's hurt, but you don't see that there's solace for you at the throne, at the mercy seat of Jesus. You don't see that your hurt can be healed. You don't see, you see it as, you say, no, that is for those, it's for you Christians. I have done too much. Do you know what I have done? When righteousness is present, there's a whole lot of things I have put there, but it is important. Because of our time, I have to stop. So please, 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 please learn, know about righteousness. When you know about righteousness, it is a marker that you are growing or have are growing or have grown. Those are the things you will see on your way to growth. The marker of righteousness. That I am the righteousness of God. So tell yourself, I am the righteousness of God. Don't understand? He didn't say you are a similitude. He, he didn't say you are similar. You are a likeness of... He didn't say... So if God, if God is saying, this is God's righteousness, they will look at you and say, you are the righteousness of God. Say, you see. So if I t- say, say, okay, look, you are the righteousness of God. Somebody says, me? Are you sure? You are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of You. It's, it's, it's not just them. It's them first and not me. No. It's how, the, because again, the, that's why I threw it to you people to say, how, do you, can you actually grow in righteousness? You, the, the fact that you cannot grow in righteousness, but you can come to an understanding. You know, the, we pray that the eyes of our understanding will be open. Righteousness, you cannot grow because Jesus Christ has done it. If you say you want to grow, then you are looking at your righteousness. Yeah? Remember we talked about this when he says, seek if the Lord knows that you have need of all these things. Matthew 16, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and position of, look, I have this. That things will be added unto you. It is, it is so important that we know about the righteousness of, of God, that is so important that we have this understanding. It is very important that we need, it is, they said, look, forget about everything that you are fighting for, you are running for. Have this understanding first. Every other thing will follow. That is why we are trying and trying and trying, and, and that's why God said, we, can't, we couldn't have left it where we left it last week. And we needed to round up. That's, and unfortunately, I don't know if God, I don't think God is going to give me another week again to touch on this. But let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for the understanding you have given us. Father, Lord, let the eyes of our mastery be open so that the devil that the, the arrows that the, the fiery darts that fly by day and by night 
Father Lord will not will not hurt us. Father Lord, we will say, Father, of a truth that we are the righteousness of God. Your word says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access, by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of our glory. Father, the righteousness that we have, that you have given us, have made men to, to, to do wonders for you. Father, help us to understand that we are your righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That when you look at us, you don't see us. When you look at us, you don't see our sin. You see Jesus. You see the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Father, we are grateful to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle, birth in His glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing His kingdom on earth.